Welcome everyone to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with the founder, Lou Weiss, who's also the president of All Metals and Forge Group. If you're looking for open die forgings or seamless rolled rings for industry, check them out at steelforge.com. Joining us today is Frank Kenny. Frank is the director of industry solutions for Clio. And Frank, I don't really know what that means. So share with our audience and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Lou, for having me on. Always a pleasure to see you guys. Uh, big fans. We were just talking about the uh, yellow jackets. And um, and and by the way, I, I Lou, I, I go to your website when I want to be comforted by just the bending of hot metal. <laughs> and all of the video that's a comforting kind of relaxing uh thing for me uh tim to answer your question uh i work at a uh an integration company an integration uh cloud company named clio and uh we specialize in uh bringing the shippers the carriers and and all of the partners together in a supply chain um uh, in a supply chain arrangement so the shippers and the carriers we are the folks that make those connections digitally happen. So whether you're using good old fashioned EDI or you're using something that is very, very modern and uh, uh, innovative like APIs and those types of things that we see companies doing, I look after what is the market doing, where's the pain points, and how can we best position uh, Clio's technologies, products, and services to address those needs. So I'm the glue that holds it all together. Well, that sounds uh, fascinating. Let me just talk about shipping. Uh, when you talk about shipping, are you talking about a domestic or uh, global anywhere? We, yes, the answer is yes, because <laughs> um, uh, we, we have to, or because we touch uh, everyone around the globe and so many of the the carriers, whether it uh, air cargo or maritime or whatever the case, whatever the case is, there are communications that are happening that include dock operations, right? Um, that include uh, all of the uh, drayage and, and, and all of those uh, systems and all of those providers finally going out to either rail or going out over the road and then starting to get into some of the short hops the warehousing, all of those systems have to interconnect so that the equipment is where the equipment needs to be, so that there is some type of uh, a visibility and some type of planning, everything from simple gate appointments to something that is more uh, fundamental, like, um, you know, container droppage on, on, on rail uh, or uh, on uh, port operations. So we're constantly monitoring um, for need and for speed and for agility, uh, all of the movements of things that are happening uh, to ensure that if companies need to connect to new partners to get things done faster, which is what happened during the pandemic, everyone got new partners to try to get things done faster. We were very, um, uh, very responsible for helping those companies connect to those new partners and ensure that things happen digitally, which of course ensures you know the speed, the predictability, the consistency, and really keeping that error rate low. And that's what our technology is responsible for. So in a nutshell, yeah, it's 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 global, 
I spend a lot of my time, obviously, uh, concentrating on North America, but I do track, given some of the challenges in Europe, I am tracking um, some of the logistics challenges that just seem to hit back-to-back Brexit, pandemic, now the uh, the crisis in the Ukraine. I mean, it's just back-to-back, and that's that's impacting how goods are being delivered to the market. And that's also impacting, obviously, that's impacted by how companies connect to each other. All right. I have a question. Sure. Because uh, I want to make it clear for our audience, because right now it's not clear to me. So you're going to clear it up. Yep. Your organization, is, it's a software development, software solution. Yep. It's a soft, software company. Yes. Right. So if I, I'm a manufacturer and I need to have... Uh, uh, transportation, logistics, trucking, rail, air for North America and South America. Mm-hmm. And I can't keep track of all of that. Mm-hmm. So your software, you put all this goo together and I, the manufacturer, I can look at my dashboard and I can see what's where, where it's going, when it's going, how it got picked up, when it's going to be delivered, and so on and so forth. Is that correct? That's that's partially correct. In your factory, your dashboard is based off of the things you make. And you're always, Lou, you're always looking at the purchase orders that you get, and you're always looking at the means that you are shipping them out. And so we are directly responsible for ensuring those purchase orders get to you. And we are directly responsible for ensuring that when you tender a load so that someone can pick it up and and carry it away, that that connectivity always happens, that that connection happens. I'm thinking in terms of uh, my company, All Metals and Forge Group. Mm So we, we we get purchase orders from companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we go through a very arduous system and program of approving it and getting it in into the queue. As that's the big word this week, is the British word for the queue. Um, we're gonna we're gonna milk that for another year. For another, no, we're gonna just absolutely. say it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But we haven't done it for seventy years, so now we're. You know, so um, I, it goes through a very arduous system. We then put it into production, and then we have to arrange for the logistics for where it's going, whether it's uh, air, boat, or truck. Right. All of this goes in, and I'm sort of repeating myself, but I think I'm coming from a different angle. All of this goes into your software. Right. Or... It, all of it is facilitated by our software. So in your example, Lou, how do you get that purchase order? Is it a fax? Is it someone calling? Is it um, something digital that's arriving and it just shows up? Uh, what we do is we help digitize all of that so it just shows up so that you don't have people with fat fingers entering orders so that you're not reliant on uh, a fax coming through or an email coming through. We allow those things to happen through digital means. Um, and we will take those purchase orders, turn them into what your systems can understand and push them through. 
So it's absolutely transparent to you. Okay, so when you, uh, when our customer sends us a purchase order, not by fax, because right. nobody uses fax anymore. You'd that be was, surprised. Dead and, dead, dead and gone. <laughs> In our world, it's dead and gone. I, I have to argue with my marketing department. I want the fax number there. No, no one uses it. Just put it in. Anyway, so do the customers, how do you get the information from the client? Ah, so we connect with your partners. So your partners may say, I need to buy a hundred reams of something or a hundred pieces of, of something. And they will send this purchase order to us. We will turn it into whatever your system understands, and we will present it to your system, which will pick it up and process it. Can it be done slightly differently? Can it be done where we get the purchase order and we send it to you? You certainly, you can take the purchase, you can receive the purchase order, you can send it to us and we'll send it back to you and transform it to wherever you need. So however you, um, however you intend on doing it, and, and the reason why we are sitting in the middle usually is to um, give you some abstraction because what if you're not ready for it? Or what if you're only looking for them once a day, but your partners are sending them all day? So we can hold them and queue them and then send them to you in order when you decide to get them. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a system that has been designed to remove the error and, re uh, and, and do some validation so that you process things um, a lot quicker. And so when you're more so on the, especially when you're in the consumer um, end, of the, uh, end of the market, um, but nowadays actually your business is the key critical business because we are starting to build things like we've never built them before or like they haven't been built uh, since uh, generations with infrastructure. Um, it's incredibly important that when someone is buying from you, that you um, are addressing it just from an inventory perspective and meeting, meeting those expectations. And especially if um, you're talking about not only taking the orders and making them, if you're responsible for getting your carrier and making sure that they get loaded up and, and pulled and taken where they need to be taken, that whole process needs to um, be uh, digitized, but it needs to be very visible to you. And we provide all of that for you. Okay, so we, uh, All Metals and Forge Group, and, and I don't want to make this uh, an episode about All Metals and Forge, but uh, we are an ISO 9001 and AS9100 registered company. Mm -hmm. uh, we also are in the process of uh, uh, going for the NIST 800-171 cybersecurity uh, uh, program. Uh, you're an outside vent. You would be an outside vendor to us, correct? Right. All right, so are you familiar with NIST 800-171? Uh, vaguely. And one of the reasons being is 
because we handle data and we handle data for critical companies and uh, uh, public institutions, let's just say um, we uh, adhere to um, SOX uh, type two uh, compliance, which requires us uh, every six months to go through an arduous certification process around how we deal with data how we um, manipulate data and how we uh, ensure that all of that, um, all of those transactions are perfectly auditable and uh, very uh, traceable, as, as, et cetera, as well as managed and, and monitored. So we have to, the, the process that we have to go through to ensure that we don't have things like cyber attacks or cybersecurity attacks where um, your company, Lou, may employ uh, five, 10 people on a security team to ensure that we have dozens upon dozens of people doing nothing but ensuring the integrity of our environment because we work on behalf of many of the names and brands and companies that both businesses buy from, but also that consumers buy from. Okay, um, the uh, Department of Defense and the Department of Energy are basically the two so far that are uh, NIST 800-171 uh, uh, they're in, that's their spec. The mandate, yep, the mandate. Yeah. And um, they've been trying to get that um, uh, functional for the last five years and they made it so tough that people wouldn't companies wouldn't bother with it because it was impossible to be compliant so they've now started backing off uh supposedly this december 31st is real that if you don't do business with if you don't have NIST, you're not going to be able to do business with the department of defense or department of energy i wouldn't bet on it because this will be the fifth year in a row but uh it's something that you might want to take a, a deeper dive look at uh as we are and uh actually we do have it on our website about it and um, customers have asked us about it as to right. what and how. So there is a there is a level of interest uh, as a result of that. What 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 we see and where we see um, these types of specifications and, and NIST and and some of these things, um, we're seeing it from the manufacturers in the market that have yet to digitize any aspect of their infrastructure. So in a kind of a ditch effort to bring some type of visibility and consistency, which is really, um, especially from a defense, a defense contracting perspective, um, the, the, the continual movement throughout supply chain for uh, the defense uh, uh, departments and, and the departments of energy are so critical. and given everything that we've seen in the last three years, things that no one would expect to ever see in their lifetime, um, given just how fragile the supply chains have proven to be, dependent, uh, uh, given how dependent uh, so much of the supply chain is uh, outside of the United States, um, it makes absolute sense that the DOD and the uh, DOE is are, are uh, implementing 
uh, visibility and um, uh, traceability and auditability and some type of of predictability in all manners of their own supply chains because those supply chains can't afford to get uh, interrupted. Um, and this is, we talked a little bit about this with the CHIPS Acts um, and the CHIPS Act and um, some of the other mandates that were, were coming through. So while I think in the past, Lou, you know, you've seen, okay, you haven't up, up until next year, you have up until next year, um, I really think that you're going to start to see some enforcement of it just because the public is very, very much aware of the fragility of the supply chain. They see it in their lives when they go into the grocery store and uh, eggs are now three times what they cost because the fuel to get them in and the energy to create the feed for the animals and everything else in between um, now that folks understand the fragility of that supply chain, it is, you know, people are asking questions. Well, what does that mean for, you know, our defense uh, and the defense industry? Are they having, has hard of a time getting a hold of steel, getting a hold of, of all of the components to build all of those things that they build? Um, and what does that mean to national security if we're delayed because there's a bolt that comes from, uh, East Asia that is only made in East Asia, and that's the linchpin to building, you know, a massive, you know, uh, tank or or massive uh, uh, drones or whatever the case is. And uh, I would expect that you're going to start to see uh, institutions really getting serious about certain elements of these mandates because so much focus is on supply chain, right or wrong or indifferent, so much focus is there. And that's why we see uh, the, F, uh, that's why we see some of the FMC emergency orders happening, you know, with the port, op, with port operations. Um, that's why we see the the CHIPS Act and, and, and some of those other things. Uh, our, this current administration is talking supply chain and is bringing that conversation to the family table. Six months ago, no one ever heard of supply chain. <laughs> I will I will share a story with uh, you and Tim. Um, I have been in uh, technology and integration technology for 25, almost going on 30 years, probably a little older than I look. And uh, I remember in the first days in the March timeframe of March 2020, when uh, pandemic full swing and, and everyone was making the run on toilet paper. And my mother called me and, and my mother's one of three people in my life that actually called me Frankie and get away with it. <laughs> and she said, Frankie, why, where's all the toilet paper? And I had a great conversation with her is that, Ma, they made plenty of toilet paper. The problem is, is that getting it from point to point is uh, proven a little difficult as people are running out there, but you're going to be okay. There's plenty of toilet plate paper and bleach and those things. It's just a matter of getting them. And she says, you're so smart about this stuff. And I go, Ma, I've been doing this for the last 23 years. And she said to me, oh, that's what you do? And then, and so my mother now knows what I do because of the run-up on toilet paper. Uh, guys, I'm not proud of it, but it's a win. Listen, I, I have the same story. My mother, who passed at 96, I think she was in her late 80s, 
And we got into a discussion one night and she used that same line. Oh, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, that, that's what it was. And uh, again, that's how my family and friends, I went from being that guy that we don't really know what he does, but, but he's nice because he buys everybody a drink when he comes to the bar to that's the supply chain guy. Ask him. So that's oh, the uh, everybody. That, that's what COVID did for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey Timmy, you, you there? I'm, I'm still hanging in here. I'm going to wait for Frank to share with us how people can get a hold of him and where to find Cleo on the internet. Sure. So it's Cleo, and that's C L E O dot com. And uh, I'm available through that website. Um, lots of uh, videos and not even videos that you got to put in an email. You can just watch like like Lou's videos, right? Where and, and albeit, like I said, some of us, Lou, if you're getting video, if you're getting people watching your videos at 11 o'clock at night, it's because I'm trying to sleep. And there's something that is just absolutely satisfying <laughs> about machine shaping hard steel that just puts that that really does it for me. But uh, you have the opportunity to go to Cleo.com and see what we do, uh, hear from some really big companies that a lot of us do business with as they talk about how they use our technology and how uh, they've used our technology for differentiation. And they've used our technology to become very, very successful in these uh, disruptive times. So that's, that's, that's the nutshell. That's how you get, that's how you get a hold of us, uh, Tim. Okay, and are you also by chance a writer? Well, hey, <laughs> I've been known to write a little bit. However, <laughs> uh, that type of writing tends to go nowhere, but, you know, some, some folder. But I do contribute to um, some, uh, uh, some uh, uh, publications. Uh, I've, uh, you can probably find me in Forbes, and you can find me in the Washington Post and the Seattle Times and some other places I've had the, uh, the luxury of working and writing for as well as uh, uh, supply chain dive and freight waves and some other places so industry things but like I said no one knew that I existed and three years ago um, the Washington Post you know starts asking me about a whole bunch of stuff so I, I'm, I, I've been uh, somewhat blessed from that perspective yes. Great. Great. Well, Frank, we appreciate you being on Manufacturing Talk Radio. We love to talk to people who are in the manufacturing industry and helping the industry improve what it does. And yes. you're right. It, there's been this whole uh, evolution that has been compressed because of the pandemic. Yes. And now we all have to move faster to both play catch up and keep ahead of what's happening, particularly, as you said, with a fragile supply chain that's being rebuilt. So thanks for joining us and sharing. And we encourage people to go to Clio.com. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Lou. This is uh, fan fantastic. Uh, would always uh, welcome the opportunity to spend some time with uh, you guys. Again, this has uh, been absolutely fantastic. Big fans of you guys and guys keep up the good work and uh, I think right now, especially when, when we see uh, uh, supply chain related labor issues being solved right in the White House, this is just a good time to be focused on supply chain. So thank for, thanks for the work that you guys continue to do.
Thank you, Frank. And anything new comes up, a new technology, a new spin on your product uh, or whatever, give us a call and uh, we'll have you come back. I, I absolutely uh, appreciate it. Thank and you guys you so much. Have, you now have acquired 10 points to your <laughs> yellow jacket. I, 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 will, I will have Cleo make me up a canary yellow shirt with dark Cleo, just to kind of look like you handsome gentlemen. That's what I need to do. Well, one day we'll tell you the story about Canary Yellow and Crayola. <laughs> but that's another story. That's another story. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you, Frank. And while you're checking out Cleo.com, we encourage you to check out JacketMediaCo.com where you'll find this episode and all the podcasts we produce once again thank you for joining us on manufacturing talk radio this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com